Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuber. Uh, this show is a journey into my brain, into those gray, gooey folds. Ew. It is a journey in which you will hear of all the media I have consumed, which I will admit on this particular episode is not very much we got a short one today which is good because i got a lot to do you may not have consumed some of this media yourself so i warn of that pos a pos possibility as i could spoil things for you and i don't want to do that because i'm not a bad man by any means well maybe some means i am i'm not a mean by any means Beans, 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 the musical fruit, the more you eat, the more you toot, the more you toot, the better you feel, so eat beans at every meal. Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh we only have one movie. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's pretty pretty sad state of affairs when in a movie monologue there's only one movie to monologue about. That movie is Poltergeist from nineteen eighty two. I was born in eighty one, so I probably didn't see this when it came out. Maybe I did, and I just don't remember. Uh, oh, wow. Very, very short IMDA. I don't know if it's the shortest IMDA I've ever seen, but it's got to be up there. A family's home is haunted by a host of demonic ghosts. Period. End of sentence and description. <coughs> um, yeah, obvious. Well, I don't know if it's obvious, but uh, yeah, probably is if you've listened to enough episodes. Obviously, I've seen this movie. Uh, it's just uh, it came up. I forget how or why. Uh, but somehow the, the, someone was talking of this, maybe it was on a TV show or something like that. And, uh, the missus and I both sort of, almost, it's almost like we looked at each other and said, yeah, we should watch that movie. Cause she, as you no doubt know, is a huge, uh, horror movie buff. So, uh, uh, that combined with, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't mind the odd horror movie, especially, uh, an eighties one. There's some, there's some good and there's some bad and there's some so bad it's good. This was, you know, what was interesting too. It's been so long that I've seen this that I thought it was a so bad it's good style horror movie, but uh, I don't know if that's the case. Uh, and I should say also that it's not scary. It's almost 
I don't know. It's sort of it's uh, maybe it's something to do with uh, uh, written by Steven Spielberg. He didn't direct it. No, uh, written by Steven Spielberg, which I, I, I'm fairly confident I didn't uh, uh, remember that fact. Uh, we got some Craig T. Nelson, which is a name that uh, you know, Coach. He in the television show Coach, Craig T. Nelson played the titular Coach. You may remember. Uh, Heather O'Rourke. Yeah, okay. Uh, and you know what? I forgot to look into it. Why don't I just do a very brief, just because we only have one movie. Uh, Poltergeist Movie Curse, I'm Googling. Because um, the Poltergeist is rumored to attach to this trilogy and the crew derived from the deaths of two young cast mothers in the six years between the recent of the first and third films. Okay, so yeah, I think there was like a bunch of stuff, uh, including deaths of some of the cast members, not during filming, but uh, as it says here, between the filming of, I didn't know there was three, huh, I knew there was two, uh, I think the missus and I are going to watch the second one, which I think does uh, fall more into the so bad it's good category compared to the first one, which again, I'm still trying to pinpoint, uh, why don't I throw out my uh, rating that I don't know what I'm going to say, um, I'll go four. Yeah, it's a, a three, as we all no doubt know, is for enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. And the fact that I've seen this is probably a third viewing, if I had to guess, over the course of a lifetime. It's a, uh, yeah, uh, you know, they're here. That's that. That was a fun part. Uh, the uh, the the little old lady, very little old lady. I think she might be a little person, in fact. Um fairly confident of that uh she's great <laughs> what is her oh yeah uh, uh the missus said like her favorite line of the movie is uh when the uh the the little sort of psychic old lady who comes to cleanse the house and save the little girl um she says uh you're jamming my frequencies and i'm trying to convince the missus to just start throwing that into like sentences throughout her day uh, to people because it very much suits her personality and the fact that her favorite line doesn't hurt uh, either. So, uh, yeah, that's what I think of Poltergeist. Uh, you know what? It's, what am I pushing? Which, which button am I pushing next? Ah, uh, this one. Television talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Lake of the Ozarks Hyatt Regency Hotel. Thank you for that sponsorship. In which we're talking uh, Ozark Season 3. Jesus Christ, this was an amazing piece of business, as Jimmy Pardo might say. Um, yeah, this was uh, Love Season 1, Love Season 2, but Season 3 of the show is one of the best just television seasons i think i've ever seen uh, really really incredible up there with you know your breaking bads and your 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 shows of that ilk like just incredible highs and lows and uh, I, I think something it does amazingly well and this comes up in all forms of media on this podcast is i from one moment to the next basically had no idea what was going to happen and 
you know, <laughs> and, and sometimes I've mentioned this as well, the fact that, you know, if I watch a movie and uh, in the first five minutes I predict exactly what's going to happen, sure, that feels good because I feel smart for doing so. <laughs> but I'd rather, you know what, I'd actually rather not have that feeling. I'd actually rather uh, uh, feel dumb throughout because I have no idea what's going to happen. That is a, a, a just in terms of media consumption actually a more enjoyable experience for me and this gave that in spades very very much um let me just read the have a look at some of the episodes that's season two okay so if you're unfamiliar uh it stars uh, jason bateman as a father who uh got sort of uh, involved yeah, sure, let's just use that word, uh, with a uh, Mexican drug cartel, as you do. He's a, a money launderer, and uh, this show revolves around the sort of ins and outs of that, uh, interactions with family, uh, his wife, who uh, is also sort of entrenched in the life as well. There's always that sort of feeling in this of, do they really want out of this life or do they secretly kind of like it? Uh, and it's almost like a husband and wife sort of vacillate back and forth where they're never on the same page. One will want in while the other one wants out and then one will want out while the other one wants in. And it's really just... Uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is not a huge spoiler. Um, but one prediction I made, which, I'm, uh, and it was from the first episode is the son, uh, Jonah gets a drone with a camera, like as a gift and, uh, you know, played with it a lot. And, and it, it was like <laughs> Chekhov's drone, basically, uh, I guess is how I thought of it. Uh, I said, okay, somehow, some way that drone is going to play a huge part and, uh, you know, end up saving the day sort of thing. And it does in, I, I think, like the last episode or the second last episode, something like that. So that was one prediction I made that did come true. Because why would why else would you give a kid a drone in a, in a show about <laughs> mafia and uh, drugs and money laundering and FBI and unexpected deaths? Uh, if not to use it for something or something uh oh uh, we had the addition of uh, uh what's her name charlotte gives jonah a drone charlotte is the mom right i am horrible with names uh charlotte gives uh charlotte's brother shows up which is uh you know you think it's gonna be sort of like uh just a, a element of oh we have to keep the secret from this guy which they don't manage to do uh, i did give a spoiler warning at the top of the episode you will recall uh, but uh, then it takes a further step where uh, he's bipolar and goes off of his meds. Uh, and, and I think maybe that's where some of the fact that I uh, had no idea was going to happen next. Because when you add a uh, someone who's bipolar off their meds, really uh, any anything is possible. Any, anything can and will happen, as does happen in the season. Uh, I don't often... And uh, I know I've done it for books, maybe games, maybe movies. I, I don't know if I've ever done it for TV, probably for some Star Trek stuff I have. But uh, I'm going to give Ozark Season 3 a 6 out of 5. Yes, the rare, the rarefied air for Ozark of a 6 out of 5. So, so very good. Cannot praise it highly enough. 
What button am I pushing next? Okay, this one. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is the Ocean Gyre Construction Company. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, we're talking Raft. Short title. Uh, Longish game. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, uh, may have seen this. Uh, it, it was fairly popular. And, uh, I, th I think still is to some degree. I think it's still in... Is it still in beta? No. Oh, yeah, it's still in early access. Huh. Uh, try to avoid early access for the most part. Uh, ever since I, uh, uh, I got Rust and loved it so much, bought a bunch of games that were similar to it and were disappointed, uh, a bunch of early access games, this sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, uh, you could say Rust on water. Uh, it wouldn't be accurate if you said it, but you could say it. Um, so basically you start the game where you're on this little, uh, like, like, f like five foot by five foot raft made out of, you know, logs and then some plastic and, and, and just crap. Um, and, and you're in the middle of the ocean there's no land in sight and you're given no instructions and you have no idea what to do. And it's a little scary. Also, there's a shark that follows you everywhere. <laughs> we should mention just on the note of that. Uh, and, and it gets dark at night and, and the dark, dark waters where you don't know what is below is scary. So for the same reason that, uh, Subnautica is uh, horrifying the depths of that game and why you can, I'm pretty sure go on YouTube and watch people be, in fact, I think I have done this, uh, see people be horrified by some of the, the, the deep sea creatures in Subnautica. This doesn't have that yet. It's still in uh, early access, as I say. So maybe they'll add some of that later. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I would like more than just a shark. That's basically the only animal you ever really see in the water other than the fish that you can catch and cook. Uh, on that note, the sort of goal of the game is as you're floating around, there's just junk. Just junk floating around there in the ocean. So that's somewhat accurate to the actual ocean. Uh, and, and you'll have this sort of claw uh, at the end of a rope that you'll throw out and try to uh, reel it in. Uh, you then use this junk to make your raft bigger and... Um, you can add things like a like a little cook pot and a little water purifier, and uh, uh, eventually you're you're building goddamn uh, 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 engines and uh, a giant mast, uh, uh, steering wheel, batteries, uh, antenna. Oh yeah, this is where the sort of the story element comes in, which is there. Uh, you, eventually, you're building antennae because you need to build three, which is something they don't tell you. That wasn't, uh, uh, yeah, you know what, on that note, I should say, of Raft, uh, there was, on several occasions, less than five, but, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, I had to go on, uh, various websites and look what I was supposed to be doing, because I had no idea. They, they certainly don't hold your hand in this game, which is, you know, one, some people like that, and sometimes you don't when you have to go on, uh, on a Wikipedia and search for answers for things. Like why my antenna isn't working. Uh, uh, and uh, once you have those antennae, you can sort of input 
uh, four digit codes that will let you pinpoint things and then you can sort of uh, once you have the ability to steer your raft which you need a uh, mast to do so um, you can sort of head towards that that uh, uh, the sort of blip on the radar uh, and that's where story things unfold as you sort of move uh, between blip and blip and blip uh, I'd made it to the last blip uh, and then when I input the last code uh, it said you know uh, coming soon and then I realized oh wait a second this game is still in early access isn't it so uh, one thing I will say of that uh, I have this game now when it is complete I will uh, go back in and uh, I don't know if I'll play it from the beginning or uh, use my save there but uh, I had a lot of fun it has things uh, that I very much enjoy exploration, uh, building, uh, you know, it, it's fun to build your, you know, like a little hut or, uh, uh I built into the sky, like a, a, a thing where I could go up and get my binoculars out. That was one thing that didn't really make sense to me. Actually. Uh, you could stand on the deck, like right at water level and you can go up high and it didn't really seem to change much of what you could see. Ditto with your uh, binoculars it, it just sort of made the, the the mist in the distance a little closer it, it didn't really seem to like pop in an island that's the other thing you're sort of uh, when you're not searching for these blips or in between these blips I like saying blips apparently uh, there, there's very small little islands that you'll sort of come across where you can you know uh, cut down some trees uh, get some flowers maybe some pineapples do some uh, diving off the island got to be aware of that shark though um just to get resources it, it, it is a resource management there, there's a lot of that where you gotta uh, consider building things uh, or building things like uh, uh, to keep you fed versus to help you get to the next island like there's uh, you're always hungry and thirsty you gotta watch out for that uh and then the goddamn shark, which I did kill once. <clears throat> Wasn't easy, but I did kill it. Um, and then it just comes back again. <laughs> uh, uh, Raph, rating. Uh, solid four. Yeah, yeah, solid four out of five. Uh, I think when it's done and when the story's complete and when they've flushed out the world a bit more, uh, I, I think maybe even it'll get a uh, high rating. Is a thought that I have. Which button now? This one. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Oven Fries. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, got a few things here. First is D&Ds for Nerds, which I haven't spoke of for a while. I, I, I tend to, uh, every time I finish listening to a arc, or in this case, I guess it's kind of a mini arc, uh, we'll bring it back and just uh, briefly talk about it because it's so, so very good. Of the D&D podcasts I listen to, it's not many, and I've tried many. This is what I need. This is, this is the breakdown, and I like to give it when this uh, subject comes up. Uh, I need uh, not 100% roleplay 100% of the time. Uh, that's I do not enjoy. Uh, I, I need some cross-chatter. I, I, I need some, you know, actual life talk, maybe. Sure. Uh, it needs to, uh, ha have some of the rule, uh, some of the roles and the numbers and the, the monsters and, and, and the, and the game stats 
and uh, I, I want to know your class abilities and your your racial traits a little bit. Like I I like the the act. I, I'm listening to your podcast because I like Dungeons and Dragons. So give me some of the actual game. Uh, lastly, it needs to be funny, and uh, this has all of those. So you know. That's why I like it. Period. Full stop. We'll stop talking about it. No, because I wanted to talk specifically of Fall from Grace, which uh, is, I, th- I think it was like six episode little little arc here, and it was sort of a, a prequel, and uh, it, it was cool because, and I don't know if I've ever listened to it one before. I don't think I have. Uh, all it was was a DM in one player. Yeah. So uh, uh, I've done it. Uh, when I was first learning to uh, DM, uh, I used the misses as a guinea pig and uh, ran her through, uh, you know, a little session, a little dungeon, and uh, it's fun. Uh, Matt Koval actually just put out a video or uh, has been working on sort of a series of videos about uh, one player, one DM, and uh, the advantages and disadvantages of that. And I got to say, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's probably, maybe for the DM, it's less fun, potentially. <laughs> excuse me, potentially on some levels, but I'd say almost definitely it's, mm, it's never good to use the word definitely actually, <laughs> uh, but almost possibly maybe <laughs> there you go. Really backtracking there. Uh, it is more fun for the player because they're going to have, you know, 100% of the attention and story and everything focused on them, which, you know, that feels good. Uh, uh, this one was about, uh, it's called Fall from Grace and, uh, a town besieged episode details. What if I click on this? Uh, I don't know if it's going to give me any story stuff. No, I, I don't think it is, but that's okay. Cause then I won't spoil it. Um, so it's a, a story of, did I write anything down? My notes, notoriously not good. Uh, okay. One player, one DM fighter knight. Okay. So he, uh, uh the, the character, the PC player character was a fighter slash knight uh this was his first adventure as a knight and it involved a hag stealing children okay and that and that's as much as i'll say other than it was an ns hag where what that word comes from uh when it comes to hags uh, let me see if i can run them down you got sea hag uh green hag is it green hag? I'm pretty sure it's green hag and anise hag, which is like the, the dark, uh, black evil one. Uh, the creepiest of them maybe. And they're, and they're usually sort of freaky to look at, like all sort of melted skin and, and really gross of, of, of all the hags that are all gross looking. I think the anise hag is from my point of view, uh, the grossest of them and, you know, stealing children as well. That's not very nice. Uh, so I recommend that. And, um, if you've ever thought of, running a uh, dm and one player session or, or or being a part of one why not listen to this hey hey do it moving on to high and mighty colon uh, why did i put the colon on there i like to throw in a colon every once in a while uh fantasy novels with jared logan uh yeah if you're unfamiliar with high and mighty uh john gabris his podcast where he'll uh, have on you know guests to talk about whatever they're passionate about and uh, jared logan is passionate about fantasy novels um i listen to every episode of the podcast regardless but when it is of a subject that i also am passionate about like fantasy novels um of course, I'm going to uh, bring it back here to talk about it. And I highly recommend you uh, listen to it. You know what I like of this podcast? 
um, how mighty that is, is it's people sharing things they are passionate about, which is, I, I, I kind of feel like if you break down like a, if you say, oh man, that guy's a real nerd, uh, that quite often to me means they just are passionate about, uh, specific things. Um, be it, you know, fantasy novels, Star Trek, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> These are all my, uh, uh, nerdy flavors. Uh, this one, you know, and, and the other thing I liked of this episode, uh, it, uh, I even like wrote a note down <laughs> to, to do where he spoke of Jared, that is, um, like 1960s fantasy. They were sort of more pulp novel, uh, things found in the back of, uh, or, or found in comic books, comic book serials, that, that, that sort of thing, sci-fi, uh, and I want to sort of delve into that world, because it sounds like those stories were written differently than even ones in the 80s, and definitely ones from today, so... I made a sort of a mental note to look into those. So I'll tell you what, audience participation, which I try and fail to do on a semi-regular basis, if you can recommend any fantasy from the 19, you know, like in the 60s of this sort of ilk where it was, you know, maybe it was in the uh, found uh, in a serialized Dungeons and Dragons book or, 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 or something like that. Like, a, it, it was sort of a very specific type that he was talking about. So if you have knowledge of fantasy novels, fantasy literature of this area, hey, let me know to places in located in the show closing. Yeah, there you go. Seamless. Oh, God. Moving on to Doughboys with Jason Manzukas. Yes, so, so very good. I love Jason, love Doughboys, put them both together, and I love it. Uh, the other... <laughs> this is a great episode just because, you know, they're all good. But I think what I like most about it... Uh, oh, yeah, they reviewed uh, uh, fries, like uh, homemade fries. If you're unfamiliar with Doughboys, I should say, it's a, a, a show in which they review chain restaurants, but... Because uh, going out to a series of chain restaurants right now, probably not the smartest thing to do, uh, they are instead reviewing like uh, frozen foods, uh, like uh, last episode they did frozen pizzas, this one was like frozen fries and tater tots and such. Um, so uh, this one, uh, good for that reason, because it was just sort of dumb and interesting <laughs> to do that, and uh, I like it to, to build a podcast around uh, cooking and eating <laughs> fries uh so so good so dumb um but 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 what i think i like most of this episode is the fact that jason manzukas is so so very clearly a fan of the podcast like a, a regular listener not only just because he says it <laughs> a couple of times that he's a fan and listens to every episode uh but also because uh, his sort of enthusiasm is high uh, you, you could tell he's sort of excited to be there and it, it really sort of seeps through to his, I was going to say performance, but, uh, just his being on this episode. And I want you to hear it. So I bring it back here and that's what happens in internet intercourse. Lastly, uh, spoke very briefly, I think last episode and, uh, kind of feel like I didn't do him justice. Uh, uh, went down a Fred Willard rabbit hole, which is easy to do on YouTube. And I highly recommend it. I, I think, uh, Fernwood tonight might actually be on YouTube. Uh, I think that's where I watched them. 
I could be wrong, but uh, regardless, just go watch some of his interviews. Um, you could start with, if, if you wanted to do a real good deep dive, uh, Kevin Pollock's chat show, uh, uh, watch his episode, just everything he is in people speaking highly of him. He's just sort of a, a comedic genius, but didn't believe that he was uh, clearly just thought he was just sort of a guy, you know, doing a job. Uh, uh, being funny quick witted is one thing which he had in spades but also just sort of a depth of how would i explain it, uh, it, it, it it's like he had a, a never-ending ability to pull different things pull pull funny out of the air yeah 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 okay let's, let's say it that way fred willard had a unending ability to pull funny out of anything yeah Okay. Uh, with that, we're going to end a uh, shortish episode, uh, which I kind of saw coming, uh, due to the fact that we had not much to talk about. Hey, that's how talking duration lo- works. Oh God. Good thing we're ending because I am dumb. Uh, folks, it's nice to be nice. Oh God. Where's the button to be nice. It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper